0: This is your Monday daily delivery. Patrick Roycey is here with me. Patrick, uh, forecast looked okay uh monday but uh you know as we're re- as we're recording here there's a threat of rain later do you still want to do the podcast
1: <laughs> i don't know if we share it's kind of sunny here not quite as sunny as it was at target field on saturday but it's a uh, it's a nice looking morning here i i guess that uh you know be careful when you're out there folks there could be uh clouds in uh you know, Rapid City or something. They could be on the way here, so uh, be careful. kind of a Saturday. This is certainly getting off the beaten track, but it reminds me of uh, being in Milwaukee once for a Twins game on an afternoon with the amped-up Dennis Bracken was covering for the Minneapolis. I was still in St. Paul, and it was a beautiful blue day, and he said, boy, if we get a rain delay, I got nothing to write. (laughs) I said, (laughs) I said, yeah. I, I look, Dennis. There's there's clouds in, in the Black Hills. I think we'll be okay. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I mean, that was a that that was terrible. What they did Saturday. There's people that come in, to bring their family. You know, if you're a guy living in Fargo or someplace, right? You come in once a year, right? Yeah. You, you bring in mom and the two kids once a year. You go to a game on Saturday and you know, stop at Valley fair when it's open on Sunday or something thing. I don't know if it's open yet, but uh, you know, you can't just bang a ball game because Francona and Rocco decide their pitchers pitchers need a little rest and you want to set up your rotation so you can pitch a Maeda on Monday instead of Saturday. It's, you can't do that. You can't do that to people. And I'm shocked that Dave St. Peter and the front office went and, and, probably all the way up to the pole ads went along with this. I'm shocked. They went along with this because there was no way that the weather forecast said there's an 80% chance of heavy rain all day. They might've said right. eh, 40, 60, something like that. It, it, it was an absolute scam. And, uh, and, and here you're okay. You can get tickets probably to any game. Well, you've already paid your 12 bucks, right? You already paid your 12 bucks to park. If you're, you know, yep. if your mom, dad, and the two kids, you've already let the kids run to the concession stand. You spend another, you know, maybe bought a hat when you got there. You might, you're, you might be 50, 60 bucks in, and they're going to tell you they're not going to play a game. That's a, that's not, you know, some of should get get I think the, I think major league baseball should find them for a hundred thousand dollars or something for doing something like that. It's a, it's a disgrace in my opinion.
0: I kept looking outside, Patrick, thinking they could be playing right now. It's, you know, it wasn't Uh raining at the start of the game. And, you know, for a good, I think Phil Miller's story said, you know, first couple hours, hours. they could have gotten pretty deep into the game before it even started sprinkling a little bit. Yeah, even then it
1: wasn't raining to stop the game. There would have been nothing to rain. Uh, Sinker looked, Howard Sinker looked it up for me. Uh, 0.12 inches of rain in the 20-hour period before 7.30 p.m that's uh i i I wrote a little blog on this this morning i said that's as much spittle as it takes to have a COVID test you know (laughs) it's you know basically you know it's uh what what the hell are they doing to their fans i mean they already got them you know you already gave them a disappointing product and you already can't watch them on television right Uh, right right you know anybody your age can't watch them you can't right. watch them, but not
0: he, legally anyway, they can, uh, they yeah, can find no, the streams, but they can, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: but you, but you gotta be, uh, you know, even us old people are starting to stream now, but the younger group, they might as well just write them off completely, uh, because you know, they're, they're not, they're all streaming and unless they have the AT, the more expensive option, they're not watching, uh, or they're not watching baseball games. And now you do this, it's, it's ridiculous in my opinion.
0: Well you, you've talked about you've lamented often the uh, the MRI machine and how it uh, how it diagnoses <laughs> yes. um, injuries soft tissue injuries the uh, the doppler the the weather uh, whatever the yes. weather system they're using that that says it could rain that was probably a big factor in this too huh
1: Well yeah it was I mean they, there was a bunch of stuff south
0: Right i saw but- that
1: but it didn't move, you know, Raj, if this game was going to be played in Rochester, it would have been a, you should have called it off it <laughs> like hell down there. But, uh, you know, not, uh, I mean, it's just, it was just, a. it just, it was Rocco wanting to, you know, the strategically and, and, you know, okay. If they're, in first place and have an outside chance of making the playoffs again and you're trying to set up your pitching and blah 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 it's meaningless even if josh donaldson has made another speech this team isn't winning more than 75 games so don't you know it's why why do you do this your fans it's just ridiculous and and, and it might be 5,000 people, right? It might only be 5,000 who that this game is a special occasion for them and a lot of the others are just regulars and stuff like that. But still, it's 5,000 people that you have infuriated. I'm Chris Hine, Timberwolves beat writer at the Star Tribune and the first five-time
0: guest in daily delivery history. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This work is made possible by our Star Tribune subscribers. For unlimited access to the articles mentioned in this podcast, our coverage of Minnesota sports from pros to preps, and even all of Rand's future blog posts about how the Timberwolves should trade for players. They will never get go to startribunecom slash subscribe. So you're not they're fired not- up. You're not fired up by Josh Donaldson's second speech. They've been playing a little bit better. I think yeah, I calculated their they're, they're 19 and 15 since that awful 14 and 28 start. They'd be the, whatever Whatever they did to anger the baseball gods on Saturday didn't seem to didn't seem to show up on Sunday since they did win eight two. But yeah, it seems like they got these ten games against Chicago that they sure seem to be uh, kind of holding on to in their back pocket. Like this is this is the thing. This is the this is our chance to to turn it around. Um, more likely, it's probably their chance to fall further behind. But uh, so you, you're not convinced by Josh Donaldson's latest uh, fire up the team routine, huh?
1: Well, I don't, you know. I mean, that's, you know, that's fine, and blah blah blah. But and the white, they're playing the White Sox at the right time. The White Sox are not playing good right now, and uh, you know. So, you know, I've always said, you know, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. I, I mean, that's an old cliche, but it's it's very believable in baseball. Uh, I mean, my struggling Cardinals are just playing Pittsburgh right now, getting swept for God's sakes, because uh, Pittsburgh's playing a little better and they're playing a little worse. But, uh, uh, you know, this, this. does anyone think that this pitching staff can stay together long enough? This starting rotation, they, they have Hap, who's mediocre as you can possibly be. They have Rios and they have Maeda, and they don't even have Randy Dobnik anymore. I mean, they got nothing after that. I guess they might get Pineda back here someday, but... Uh, you know, this this is this is not a team that's gonna, with Buxton not playing again for another whoever knows month. This this team has no chance. But uh, you yeah. know, you got to try. You got to talk about it and give yourself a you know a little excitement, I guess, and at least in your own clubhouse. But uh, I don't see it making much difference. Uh, uh, they might, you know, they might split these. They might go six and four, seven and three against the Whiteys, but the White Sox are going to end up winning close to 90 games when it's over because they have pitching and the Twins don't. So that's, although, you know, the bullpen, uh, even though uh, the Rogers, the other, he let the one get away the other night, but uh, he's been really good and Duffy's gotten a whole lot better. Duffy's got back where he is and the bar is usable and uh, you know, the the back end of the bullpen is a little bit in Tansel. It'll drive you crazy, but he's, you know, he's okay too. So they got four guys back there now who you can, who you think have a chance to get him out, which, you know, makes things a little better, but I don't know. I don't see it as an excuse not to play a ball game when you can. So no. anyway, who got,
0: uh, <clears throat> who got hosed worst Minnesota fans or uh, Minnesota teams over the years. I saw your column this weekend about we got hosed. How, yeah. did, how did that get received first of all
1: uh well uh, obviously i guess to me as i said on twitter i've worked with many great newspaper people who have always felt that if the fans if the if the readers don't get it they've let the people down you know and i've always felt if the readers don't get it, they have let me down, <laughs> you know, which is a good defense mechanism to have. It was a satire on the attempt, you know, the Atlanta, the uh, attempt in Arizona and apparently right. Georgia now to overturn the election and bamboo, they're going to looking for Chinese bamboo in the ballots. And I mean, all this, this incredible nonsense and it struck me one day as we could go back and look at these various sports events a couple of days ago it struck me and, and kind of have some fun with this whole thing and i thought when i put the chinese bamboo and the goalposts, posts uh, the and you know on the at the uh XL energy center that might give people a pretty good idea where we were and then we ended up with a hologram on the, being used against us in new orleans i thought that was But I don't know, maybe people got it, but a lot of, them, you know, it it became a debate as to which game should be included instead of I was looking for the uh, honestly looking for the Trumpers to be calling me names and stuff about (laughs) this. But uh, but uh, I I don't know. I guess it was uh, I had fun writing it and I guess it was a complete flop. I would have to say so. What the the hell, you know, you, you write a lot of them and some of them work and some of them don't, you know, so. I don't, I haven't done that for a long time, but that was, uh, I, I tried to make the satire as clear as I possibly could. And, and then I, I kind of chose games that, uh, that, you know, not the, obviously the, the, uh, Brett Favre game in, right. in New Orleans, but I, I, you know, I tried to kind of like the guy, one of my favorite things of all time in sports was Guardy being irate because the Irish tenor took too long yes. to say, that bless America. Seven, I had to get that one in there. Because, you know, Gardy, son of an army, you know, an army brat, you know, of the first magnitude, loves the military is being accused of being non-patriotic the next right. day. <laughs> you know, the New York tabloids are ripping him. But I went in there after everybody was cleared out and that day. And got him going on it, and he was irate that they <laughs> took seven. They gave him a seven-minute break when Radke, had, you know, was pitching great, and they'd already people forget the difference between that and the Mauer double is the Twins were ahead in that series, one game to nothing. Yeah, in, in you know, in the the anthem, the anthem scandal, and not the anthem, the God Bless America scandal. So they win that game. They're coming home up 2-0 right yes they're gonna win they're gonna beat the yankees and uh you know the the joe game if if they win that game it's tied 1-1 when they're coming home so that that's a big difference and uh you know but i i don't know it's fun to write if people didn't get it eh, what the heck if it's yeah uh, it's that's the way it goes one, one thing you find out again though I, I certainly wish the uh, commenters would uh, and then not just me, everybody, the the number of comments we get from people who haven't, ha- haven't read more than a headline right. kind of drives me crazy. Read at, at least if you're going to comment and, and, you know, that's fine. Make whatever comment it is, but at least read it. Okay.
0: That's right. a good, uh, that's a good point. And the, the Joe game, by the way, I, I know this is a little off topic. You just brought that up as a point of reference, but the, the Mauer double, drives me crazy too because he yeah that was i think there was a leading it was leading off the inning he still got a single they still loaded the bases with nobody out and then didn't score so i yes, i blame right. i blame that inning on the twins offense not uh not just phil cuz He he botched that call terribly but i still you still loaded the bases with nobody out it did not prevent you from 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 taking the lead what did was uh I think Delman Young hit like a screaming liner that got caught by first well, baseman, that, and then uh, that that was that.
1: That was the start of the eighteen game losing streak, right?
0: Was not that it? Thinks, so. think uh, yeah, it. no, they, no. They of the, the, start
1: the of over. it was
0: start of it was two thousand four.
1: Four, yeah, but that, that, that one was two thousand nine. Oh, okay. Excuse the, me. The right. Cuzzy yeah. game was two thousand nine. Okay, it was that late. Okay, all
0: yeah, right, but uh, they,
1: yeah. It was the second game in four. They lost, but the lack. The inability to take advantage of opportunities—the the reason yeah. they've lost 18 straight is they can't hit in the postseason. That's why, and they can't hit in the clutch. They haven't the number of clutch hits they've had in the postseason since 2002nd game in 2004 is you can count it on one hand. That's that's their biggest problem. They just can't, you know. They're good clubs. They just couldn't get a hit. You know, and of course, the one we've all agreed on this—the one that they should have won—was that Oakland series. That was yeah. oh, getting, getting swept by that club was not good, not good. Anyway, this uh, this uh, team is—you uh, uh, know—it it is decent. That uh, you know who's become my favorite player? Who is that? The shortstop. Yeah, you love. I, <laughs> I love. You him, love. Man. You love his antics, he don't is, you? He is just goofy, but. Damn, he's good. He is really good in the field. He's amazing. He never—I think we talked about it last week—but there's never a play that surprises him. You know, there's never, there's never a bad hop. There's never somebody throwing the, you know, the base when he's—they got him once this year when he wasn't ready for a throw. But he's his anticipation. He reminds me of Puck because Puck wasn't a, wasn't a brain surgeon in life, you know, but. Pucks instincts on a baseball field were unmatched, and this guy's the same way. He knows everything that's going to happen, and for a shortstop, that's even more complex than a center fielder. So,
0: you see, our uh, our old friend Hector Santiago got tossed uh, from, first on, Sunday's one, game, uh, first one, baby. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure he's the only one that's been cheating. So I'm glad they made yes. an example of Hector Santiago, not uh, not well, one of the other uh, more more uh, you know the uh, famous the cliche...
1: The cliche for sports columnists around the country has been to uh, have a good time with the folly of all of this. Well, what's the other option? What's the other right. option? Yeah, to let them let them keep let doing them keep this? cheating? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's you know okay maybe here's the problem you know the rosin and the sunscreen might be for the grip on a baseball but these guys aren't chemists you know umpires aren't chemists so. You got to do something you got to do. You can't let them, you you know, and the, the you can't make the spin rate the holy grail of pitching and then see these spin rates going to incredible heights and then you stop letting them do this and they go down. Right, There's something going on here. I mean, it's, obviously, uh, yeah, they're trying to do some. It's it's certainly not perfection. I think they should have suspended Romo for a week, right off the bat. I suppose they didn't want to get in a big fight with the players' union, but uh, but they should have. Uh, you know, when you when when they when the pitcher makes a farce of the rule, you know, by the they antics, pants yeah. antics, they something should be done. They 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 let it ride, but that. You know, I mean, most of them, you know, we, we were citing two or three examples of, of the, you know, crazy behavior by pitchers, but most people just hand them their glove and walk into the dugout, right? It takes 20 seconds and it, and it happens between innings. So it's not adding to the time of the game and they had to try something. Now, the middle of the season might not be the time, but, right. uh, you know, get Hector getting caught. You know, is uh is evidence that they're checking. So maybe maybe it'll keep reducing it. I don't know. Anything that adds a little hitting to the game, we gotta be in favor of, don't
0: we? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. The folly was letting it go for so long and then deciding mid season to make this yeah. correction. Cause then it's just you know, then it's this awkward and you can, you see the clear, you see the clear line. If you put, you put an off season between it, then you don't have this kind of damage, not as much damage to the game as you get with, with mm-hmm. this, but you know what? They've been doing nothing but damage to the game for a while. So why stop? Oh, now?
1: Yeah. yeah. I had the biggest damage to the game is the ball, not being in play. So
0: don't yeah. you think
1: time, yeah, a it game is. And the, time, a game and the ball not being in play. So this is two things that might, you know, there, there has been a little up, uptick in hitting, so yes. maybe, maybe it's good. I don't, I don't know.
0: Well, it's interesting but, too, is they they don't let you replace the guy on the roster if he
1: gets no, suspended. that. See, they, they, they didn't want to find him. I don't think because then that would have led to the grievances and the whole thing, right? With yep. the players' association and stuff. But not letting them replace the guy on the roster puts pressure on the team, right? To exactly. uh, to uh, make sure these guys aren't cheating.
0: I'm gonna have Rachel Blount on uh, Tuesday's show who covers the Olympics for us. Does a great job of that. But man, Patrick, we got to talk a little bit about this. Is one of the largest summer Olympics. When did we come? When did we become a summer Olympic state? We got you know three gymnasts. That's right. Um, Suni Lee, Grace McCallum, and uh, and Shane Wiskus. You know, we got some track and field athletes. We got a bunch of basketball players. We are dominating. Minnesota is dominating the summer Olympics at least in qualifying.
1: Yeah, it's incredible to have two uh, two of the uh, uh, w- women's gymnasts on, on the team because I mean all these clubs around the country and uh, you know the Carolies and all those people who used to produce the the whole squad and stuff and to have two of your own uh, two of your own uh, kids uh, make that make that team is just incredible and uh, oh, you know the Summer Olympics kind of became huge again. It used to be a track meet. I talked about this before, but when Nadia Kamenich showed up and turned gymnastics into the, like, causing every woman in the country to watch the Summer Olympics, and there's nothing more popular in uh, in the Summer Olympics than women's gymnastics. And uh, we got two of them. It is it is incredible. And then is good for him. The University of Minnesota had the guts to send out a... Uh, Send out a tweet uh, honoring him, former Gopher. Nobody hates them no. more than he does. By the way, dropping his program, but uh, uh, you know, congratulations to him. And it is. I mean, we got a tremendous uh, delegation over there. Uh, Rachel and Suhan are going to be jumping. That's for sure. Covering uh, covering all our athletes that that are over there. It's uh, it's it's incredible. It's really great and the the controversy of whether it was going to uh you know whether it was going to be uh held or not just kind of the japan uh, yeah you got to give the J- japanese politicians credit they hug in there and had everybody say, you can't do this you gotta you can't you can't play them you got to postpone them again but they're going forward with it and uh uh, it is unfortunate that, uh, you know, people from other countries can't show up at this place, but uh, you know, what the heck it's good respite from the summer. I'm not a, I'm not a hardcore Olympic yeah, watcher, neither. but there are, there are certain events I'll watch and I'll certainly be watching the Minnesota kids who, uh, who have a chance to do something. My guy Peyton Otterdall sneaked in there third in the shot a shot put. So uh, it's uh, you know, I did a column on him and his brother, a couple of years ago, and uh, knew his dad well. The basketball junkie of all time, our grandpa, his grandpa, Tom Otterdale was a started off as a basketball star at Normandale Junior College at 28 or 29 years old. He just he was a Bloomington kid who had a just loved the game, and uh, he ended up playing at Saint Thomas. He was all conference. I think he was 31 wow. or 32 That's when amazing. he played there. And and there's this whole collection of uh, St. Paul guys, uh, Fitzpatrick and those guys who played noon ball and uh, played noon ball and uh, they played noon at various places and they just are junkies. And uh, still, you know, in their 60s now and they still play and Tom died, but he was one of the uh, one of the all time junkies, you know, so. That's, I, I know those guys in the Otterdale. Uh, I'd like to Peyton, maybe sneak in there and get a bronze medal pretty or something. cool. Yeah, we'll so s- that'd see how
0: cool. all these, uh, all these athletes do, but man, the trials, they've, I've, I've paid more attention to the trials this year, I think than I had in past years, just cause there's so many, so many local stories that we've been reading about and following these, you know, and we've had an extra year to kind of think about these, these athletes. And then now they've, you know, a lot of them by and large have, have, have shown up in the trials and, and gotten it done. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It should make for a fun, <laughs> Fun fun Olympics in the in Japan.
1: I, I, I was thinking about like Reagan Smith, the, yeah, the great swimmer. And what you know, I, I wonder about her little like her six-year-old friends who when they were six years old and they jumped right. in the pool together, you know, and started off. And and once you you know, you're you know, you're hey, let's go down and take swimming <laughs> lessons or something. And now I don't know, maybe she started off at four or something, but it's it's always I always find it curious that you know you you grew up with this kid in six seven and eight you were the you were almost the same right, you right. know and all of a sudden ah uh, yeah we're disappointed because she only made the olympics in two events not three <laughs> right. it's uh it always strikes me as uh what what a great experience that would be to have one of those have a kid like that to be like a lifelong friend of yours and all of a sudden she's trying to get up on the podium and and uh you know Get the gold medal, and it's it's pretty amazing stuff.
0: Speaking of amazing stuff, Patrick, um, two original six teams in the NHL finals: uh, Montreal and
1: Tampa Bay. Wow, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Montreal underdog of all time. I mean, uh, it's it's hard to look at the Canadians. They have. I didn't realize Canada hasn't won it since they yeah, won it. That's right, true. Years yeah, ago. yeah. Canada hasn't won it, and. I mean, this was totally unexpected for them to them for them to make it knock off Vegas, and uh, you know it was. I did the Lightning uh, two years ago when they had that great team, that great offensive team that was. How yeah. many the yeah. points they end up with? I think they must end up with almost the most points of the expansion era. You know, and the, and since they started giving you the free yes. points and uh yeah. for getting beat you know they incredible they were scoring five goals a game and I, I went up and uh when i was in florida and i went up and spent a couple of days up there and did all this did like four different stories on this Vinick, the owner who gives away fifty thousand dollars at every game to uh, you pick out the cherry mm-hmm. some fan goes out the middle of the ice and End between the first and second period, they get a check for 50 grand to give to their favorite charity and uh, continued to do that during the pandemic shutdown. They they would go to people's houses on days that games were supposed to be played, knock on the door, and give them a $50,000 check to give to a charity. I mean, he's in, he's building this city down there next to the stadium now. I don't have the arena. Don't know if it's still on, you know, if the building's still on because of the pandemic or not. But they were building all this stuff around there. And uh, and yet that team, which was probably their best, gets swept in four by Columbus. They took a 3-0 lead in the first period, blew the lead, choked like dogs. And now they're probably going to win back to back cups. Cause they kind of changed their game a little bit to be more defensive and less offensive. Yeah. One, nothing in game uh, seven over the
0: weekend against the Islanders. That was a, not a, not an exciting game.
1: Yeah. I was rooting for the Island just because of the, uh, the fact that they're playing right. the last season in the old dump up there where they won all their cups. I thought that was a great story, but, uh, I didn't realize I got to admit, I didn't pay attention too much to bubble hockey last year. I didn't realize the, it, the lightning, the Islanders also played in the, uh, you know, in the, uh, yeah. the finals last year, of the East there. And, uh, so the Islanders after all that abuse that, uh, Clutterbuck play is Clutterbuck still playing? Yeah, right. Didn't I see Clutterbuck yeah. still playing? That's gotta be eight years, doesn't it? When they made that trade, man alive. because the fans all love clutterbuck because he take that good run of the guy and good cheap shot guy. We liked him. So anyway, yeah, it's uh I don't know, it's kind of off the radar as far as uh, uh, Montreal and Tampa Bay. It's hard to have a rooting interest here, but, uh, you know, it's an interesting story that Montreal's back in there. That's for sure.
0: Yes, it is. But Patrick Royce, good stuff. Thanks for joining me here on this Monday, as we always do. We'll, uh, figure out what we're going to do next week for the fourth, but, uh, maybe we'll, uh, we will sneak one in as well. Thanks for joining us here today. And thanks Patrick. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>
1: Do you go along with my plan that the 4th of July should always be I'll go Monday? with it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not the 4th, we'll just alter the calendar a little bit. <laughs> right. Thanks, Patrick. All right. Yeah. See you later.
0: Let's finish with the cooler. We didn't get to this with Patrick, but the Lynx got to 7-7 seven and seven with a big win over Vegas on Friday. Let's turn this into a Sylvia Fowles uh, appreciation podcast for the next 30 to 40 seconds or so, just talking about 30 points 14 rebounds, 4 blocks, 4 assists, and 4 steals in that victory. If you thought she was starting to slow down a little bit in her career, uh uh-uh. She's just getting better this year. It's been two monster games in a row to get the Lynx back to 500 after that 0-4 start. Lynx looking every bit like the contender we thought they would be now after that slow start. And Sylvia Fowles right in the middle of it didn't, you know... Last year had a, had a role in, in how far they went, certainly was huge in a, in a couple of their championships, 2015 and 2017. But you know, you kind of forgot about her a little bit, at least I did, because they started playing more of a you know, more of a three-point style, more of an inside out kind of style. But boy, they have really leaned on her the last couple of games, and they have needed every bit of what she has given them. That'll do it for today. Like I mentioned when I was on with Patrick a little earlier, um, Rachel Blount will join me on Tuesday to talk about all of our Olympians and what an amazing run it has been in the U.S. trials. Thanks for joining me here today on Daily Delivery. We'll be back at it again on Tuesday.